Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Zach Drew. And I'm Andrew Bellers. Before we get into the content for today's program, once again, we are in the fundraising season. Between now and the new year, we are believing God for an absolute miracle like we are every single year. We have, uh, we have uh, WHT, World Harvest Television, that is on DirecTV coast to coast, puts us in millions and millions and millions of homes. We are wanting to stay on that network for the next year, as well as PTL, which puts us on Comcast cable in select markets in about 15 million homes. Also, we are wanting to add uh, a network called TLN, which puts us all through Illinois, through Comcast cable, as well as adding a call center, a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week call center that you can call, you can ask for prayer, you can give donations, you can do anything that you need to do concerning this ministry on that number, and we are believing in God for this miracle, we are having as much faith as we possibly can. The final numbers, we've actually even were able to renegotiate some of our contracts with the networks. When everything is all said and done, we need to raise $62,000 between now and January 1st. And I just got off the phone with a good friend of the ministry named Stan, and he says he said to me, for the next, for the, for actually it'll be the first, for the first $4,000 that is coming in for this fundraiser, he is going to match. So right now, if you give a dollar, it's worth two. If you go 100, 200, 500, 1,000, between now and the next $4,000, every dollar that comes in will be matched. So please pray and consider standing with this ministry for our uh, financial needs for airtime in 2023. Pray with us, stand with us. You can uh, send a donation to IGBY or the Zach Drew Show, whatever one you want to write in there, um, to P.O. Box 797, Decatur, Illinois, 62525. Please put in the memo section, it is for our fundraising and uh, even for the match. So put that in the memo section. You can also go online and you hit, click, it's the bright orange one, the orange donate button. You can donate there through Tithely or PayPal. Um, please consider giving. We have a long ways to go. Uh, you know, the first couple weeks of any fundraiser, people don't give. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Every fundraiser, the first. So uh, the 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 next four thousand dollars is also the first four thousand mm -hmm. dollars. So please get involved. And if there's others out there that say, you know what, Zach, we believe in you so much. We know this year has been tough financially. We also want to give a match. And maybe you want to give $4,000 as well so that for the next $4,000, it's matched $2 instead of $1. Whatever you want to do, pray about it, seek God. Uh, so last week we talked about how you know, we read all these things about the crises throughout America with the border, the COVID-19 recession, going into a depression, just the wicked uh, economy right now. People are preparing, people are nervous. You know, we read about even just the, the, the wicked depression uh, of not even a financial depression, but a physical depression throughout America. We read about the perversion in America, and it just seems like things are getting worse. And I know that you agree with me. This, you know, you, you, you think about each decade that goes by and you're like, you know, things just seem to be spiritually darker. And I talked about 
Why is that? What is the cause of, of this decline that we're seeing in America? And people like to throw their, you know, the Marxists. It's these Marxists that have infiltrated every area of, a, of, a, of American policies, the schools, whatever. Or, you know, maybe it's a, you know, goes back to the sexual revolution uh, or destructive philosophies like CRT, which is critical race theory. But you got to ask yourself, you know, what was the triggering point? What caused this? What gave a platform to the Marxists even? You know, was the other things like like postmodernism, this philosophy that is in all of our schools and universities. You know, the truth that uh, that says truth is fluid, it's changing, it's experiential. One day, one plus one equals two, and maybe the next day, one plus one equals maybe like a bluish yellow color, right? I mean, it's just nonsense. You know that there is no absolute truth. Maybe it's Hollywood and the entertainment industry, their liberal academic world that I, that's evangelizing our, our next generation of leaders. Are these the things that are causing decline? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. Those things are a product of it. It's a fruit of the real problem. And if you don't believe me, watch last week's show and finish it with this week's show. And I will show you how legitimately through the scriptures that the weak problem that has contributed to the America's decline is weak pulpits. It's weak pulpits. America has always went in the direction that the pulpits were facing and a weak pulpit makes a weak people, makes a weak America. That is what we're facing. <coughs> Do you know what a clause is? A clause like in a, con in a contract? If you don't, let me, let me just read this definition for you. What is a clause in a contract? It is a very specific provi provision in a legal agreement that relates to an important point of understanding between the parties engaged in the contract. A clause dictates certain conditions under which the parties agree to act during the term of the contract. Work with me here. The Constitution was written with a huge, bold clause, a, uh, an understanding that America can be lost. It can be lost. It hinges, the Constitution hinges on an understanding that a free people cannot rule and simply govern themselves. Oh, well, that's what we do here in America. No, it's not. And I'll, and I'll explain to you the clause. There's, there's one extra section. It's an understanding that a free people, the American experiment, cannot work if the people simply govern themselves. Why? Because mankind is born into sin. Mankind is born with hearts turned against God. And people trying to govern without a heart that's been regenerated by God will not work according to our own founding fathers. This is uh, a, little, a little excerpt from John, John Piper, and I think it's great. He says, scripture says that we are born sinners. This is, you know, this is the doctrine of original sin. Uh, in Psalms 51, 5, it, it states that we all come into the world as sinners. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin. My mother conceived me. Ephesians 2.2 says that all people who are not in Christ are, quote, sons of disobedience. 
Ephesians 2.3 also establishes this, saying that we are all, by nature, children of wrath. And John Piper, on the matter, said that if we are all, by nature, children of wrath, it can only be because we are all, by nature, sinners. For God does not direct his wrath towards those who are not guilty. God did not create the human race sinful, but upright. But we fell into sin and became sinful due to the sin of man. So the clause was an understanding that, listen, people, you are very capable of losing this entire thing. The entire American experiment can just be thrown into the trash if you don't understand this incredible thing. Yes, we're going to give you an incredible amount of freedom. It's we the people. You are going to govern yourselves, but the clause, it won't work unless you have a regenerated heart, unless you are a Christian man or a Christian woman, have, have any sort of moral compass, and you're governed by God first. It will not work. That's why whenever John Adams, the second president of the United States, this wasn't some, this wasn't some cutesy quote that he was like, well, I'm just going to kind of say this quote to, because I, you know, I'm a Christian and I just want to kind of portray that America was uh, founded on Christian principles. No, this was him talking from a place of extreme conviction, okay? And he said, apart from faith, we will lose the republic. This is not a cutesy phrase. Apart from faith, we will lose the republic, plain and simple. Another quote, we have no government, unbridled from by morality and religion, no government. Another quote, our constitution was made, our constitution, our founding document was made only, another word for only could be exclusively, only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to govern any other. Any other. Yeah, and I, I actually, a few weeks ago when I did the show, I read that exact same quote because even, even our country's enemies understand that this is the strength of America. I talked about Yuri Bezmenov, who was a KGB operative and a Soviet yes. Union defector who back in the 1980s gave an interview. And he said there was a long-term plan to destroy America uh, that's being perpetuated by the Marxists, by the Soviet Union. And the very first step of that plan is called demoralization because our enemies understand that the root, the foundation, the strength of our nation is its moral compass, and that is our faith in, in God, in the Christian faith. That's right. And once again, I've said it many times on this show, I said it last week on the show, that's why that in story, that's why that story with Ben Franklin was so important in 1787 when the Constitution was written, he's walking out of what's today known as Independence Hall, right? The story. And that Mrs. Powell came up to him and said, what is it, doctor? a monarch or republic. And he said to her, Madam, it's a republic if you can keep it. This was, this was at the conclusion, day 100, when the, when the Constitution was finally done. It was written, it was established. What is it? It's, a mono, or it's not a monarch, it's a republic. If you can keep it, it was written with a clause, an understanding that the moment you leave Christianity, the constitution crumbles. If the people who are given such liberty, such freedom, if they do not understand or have any type of moral compass, you're going to be destroyed, totally and epically destroyed. This country was founded 
the pilgrims coming to escape religious persecution from the Anglican Church of England. It was founded on religion. The Constitution was established. The principles made from the Bible. There was a study that um, it was in the it was in the 20th century that this these academics searched where the they went through all of the founding fathers thoughts on everything and and they tried to find where all of these thoughts would come from and they scanned over 15,000 documents and they discovered percentage wise the bible was the foundation far more than any other work the constitution was written like John Adams said, holy for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to govern of, uh, to a government of any other. We can lose it. It was established by Christian principles because of Christians uh, escaping religious persecution. The constitution was written for a religious people. And the only way it can continue is if we maintain that that is why, you know, and listen, I just talked about this a few weeks ago. Great Britain talked about the Black Robe Regiment, mm -hmm. this group of pastors, and they said, listen, if it was not for the Black Robe Regiment, the colonies would simply be good British colonies today, is the quote. It was the pastors. And, in, and, and 53 of the 55 signers of the Declaration of Independence were either ordained ministers or had degrees from seminaries and Bible schools. 53 of the 55 signers. Whenever they were trying to figure out the constitution, they literally took a three-day thing where they, they prayed and fasted and went to church. And whenever you read about the, the founders, what they said about those times, they basically, in layman's terms, were like, the church was amazing. Like the Holy Spirit just fell. It was awesome. People were crying. It was a, it was a very sober, sobering time within the church where like the spirit fell on these men because they were disagreeing on the constitution. And it says that they left those three days in one mind and one spirit. And from that point forward, the constitution became easy to write. It was written for a religious people, but we can lose it and we are losing it. The Black Robe Regiment, pulpits have always, America has always went in the direction that pulpits were facing. The moral of the story here is you remove God and you remove blessing. That's why once again, a quick quote by Alexis de Tocqueville, when he came and marveled at American democracy, he said, despotism, which is absolute power, that may govern without faith. You don't need it. But liberty, freedom cannot. Religion is much more necessary in the Republic, which they set forth in glowing colors, than in the monarch, which they attack. But he says this, these were the, in the writings, these were the political consequences that he, that he noted. And he said this, but it is even, even more needed in democratic republics, talking about America and what he saw, it's even more needed in democratic republics than in any other um, this religion because of this. And he says this, how is it possible that society should escape to destruction? Talking about America could be destroyed, right? How is it possible that, that society should escape destruction if the moral tie is not strengthened 
in proportion as the political tie is relaxed. The more freedom you give a people, the more governed by God they have to be. Once again, the more immoral and godless we become, the blessings of God leave. And now let's begin a study on Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28, we talk about, you, you've heard it, if you, especially if you're in your old time church, you hear about the 14 blessings, the blessings of, well, oh, you'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country, the fruit of your loom, right? The Lord will grant his enemies, grant you your enemies and who rise up against you and they'll be defeated in, you know, seven different directions. And we love to quote those 14 verses of Deuteronomy 28. And really, they have a clause, if you will, but they put the clause up at the top. God did, made it very clear. And he said this in Deuteronomy 28, if you fully obey the Lord your God and follow his commandments I give you today. Basically saying, and this is a general rule, if you follow the things that God says to do, then he says, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All blessings, all these blessings will come on you and, and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. This was written for Israel, but these general principles were applied to America. America, like Israel, was established on Christian principles. Back then it was, you know, it was biblical principles rather, right? So then tell me if this sounds like America to you from the year, really you could talk about even from the early 1630s all the way up until the mid 20th century, okay? Does this sound like America to you? Because it does. I feel like I'm reading American history. And then we're going to go to the cursings. And tell me if, to, if it sounds like America today. Does this sound like America of old? If you obey the Lord your God, this is what the nation will look like. You'll be, and we can't read it all. We're going to read it, you know, in some verses because we don't have enough time. Verse three, you'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young of, of your livestock. You'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. The Lord will send a blessing on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord, your God, will bless you in the land he has given you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend, you will lend, you will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. Wow, amazing, mm -hmm. America, right? <laughs> and yeah. it was America because of the pulpits, because the people understood what it took to pass that torch to each coming generation of what it means to be American, how America was founded, and how we can prevent the falling and collapse of America. It only continued because the torch continued to be passed to each and every generation. But the torch has fallen. And you could link it to certain events. You could really kind of link it to the, well, I'm not gonna link it to anything right now because that would take a whole nother show, but I have an idea. But now let's look at the cursings. Does this now remind you of what America is today? However, and remember also, there's 14 blessings. We focus on that. Mm -hmm. People don't usually focus on the next 54 verses. 14 verses for blessing, 54 verses dealing with the curses. However, clause up top, 
If you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow his commands and decrees I am giving you today, all these curses will come on you and overtake you. You'll be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket and your kneading uh, trough will be cursed. The fruit of your womb will be cursed and the crops of your land. You will be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. The Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and rebuke in everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him. The Lord will plague you with diseases. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will come at them from one direction, but flee from them in seven. You will be unsuccessful in everything you do. Day after day, you will be oppressed and robbed with no one to rescue you. You will have sons and daughters, but you will not keep them because they will go into captivity. Swarms and locusts will take over all your trees and crops of your land. The foreigners who reside among you will rise higher and will rise above you higher and higher, but you will sink lower and lower. Foreigners even, they will lend to you, but you will not lend to them. They will be the head but you will be the tale. We used to be the greatest lender. The United States now has the largest external debt in all of the world. All the curses will come on you. They will pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed because you did not obey the Lord your God and observe the commands and decrees he gave you. Because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly in the time of prosperity, Therefore, in hunger and thirst and nakedness and dire poverty, you will serve the enemies the Lord sends against you. He will put an iron yoke on your neck until he has destroyed you. The Lord will bring a nation against you from afar, from far away, rather, from the ends of the earth, like an eagle swooping down, a nation whose language you will not understand, a fierce-looking nation without respect for the old or the pity, or pity for the young. I don't know. Is it radical Islamists? Is it the Chinese? They will lay siege on the cities throughout your land until the high fortified walls in which you trusted fall down. They will besiege all the cities throughout the land the Lord your God has given you. If you do not carefully follow all the words of this law which are written in this book and do not revere this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, the Lord will send fearful plagues on you and your descendants, harsh and prolonged disasters and severe and lingering illnesses. Where are we at in that judgment? Well, we're along that road. Yeah. We're not all the way there, but this is the road that we are taking. Whenever you remove God, you remove his blessing. When you instill the word of God, you receive blessing. It's as simple as that. Yeah. What has happened? What has happened to our nation? I can tell you right now, um, there has been a steady uh, plan, like you were talking about earlier, to rid us of anything that deals with the Bible. Let's, let's talk about building that wall of separation. Here's, uh, and you might want to take some of these. Let's just read some, through some of the uh, some, some Supreme Court rulings that have attempted to take God away from a country has to have God to survive. Justice Hugo Black and Everson versus the Board of Education, 1947. The state of New Jersey was using tax dollars to support religious schools. 
At that time, the only religious schools were Catholic schools. The justice who delivered the majority opinion was Justice Hugo Black. He said, quote, the, This breaches the separation of church and state, which is high and impregnable. Hugo Black was also a member of the KKK, and the only people the KKK hated more than black people were Catholics. Two recent justices, Justice Anton Scalia, rest in peace, mm -hmm. and Justice Clarence Thompson agreed that this was a bigoted ruling. Clarence Thompson said, this doctrine born in bigotry should be buried. Yeah, I'll take the next one. Angle but, you know, before that, I want to say one thing. Did you know at one point in time in American history, it was, they, they said that schools do not receive any federal funding if they do not teach the Bible. Isn't that crazy? And it was rule eight to zero. And now that's what, then that will happen in 18, 1947, continue. Yeah. The next one, Engel versus Vitali. This is 1962. The court ruled that students could no longer voluntarily offer this 22-word prayer, which says, Almighty God, we acknowledge our dependence upon thee, and we beg thy blessings upon us, our parents, our teachers, and our country. And the court actually said this. This is a quote. A unity of government and religion tends to destroy government and degrade religion. Unlike, uh, which is completely opposite of the truth. Exactly. The complete opposite. Abington School District versus Shem, 1963. This case outlawed students reading 10 verses of scripture at the beginning of each school day. One excerpt said, if portions of the New Testament were read without explanation, it could be psychologically harmful to the children. You're insane. Uh, Despain versus DeKalb County Community School District, 1967. The Supreme Court upheld a ruling that, that kindergartners could no longer read this poem in school. Here's the poem. This is, listen to this evil, wicked, wicked poem. <laughs> we thank you for the flowers so sweet. We thank you for the food we eat. We thank you for the birds that sing. We thank you for everything. Yeah, and the next one is Stone versus Graham. The court ruled that the Ten Commandments could not be posted in, in schools any longer. Quote, if the posted copies of the Ten Commandments are to have any effect at all, it will be to induce the school children to read, meditate upon, perhaps to venerate, and obey the commandments. However desirable this, this might be is a matter of private devotion. It's not a permissible state objective under the establishment cause of the First Amendment. But like you said, when you look at all of the inspiration that the founders had for for the government that they set up and for the constitution the vast majority of it was from the bible that's from right. the pr christian principles from the ten commandments that's right so the former secretary of education ronald reagan his name was william bennett um, he issued something called the index of leading cultural indicators so what he did was he studied the trends for 30 years between 60 and 90 1960 to 1990 and these are the years that are associated you know, with the judiciary's all-out assault on Christianity. Here's what he found. This was the data that was released. In that time period, when they removed God from the schools, 419% increase in the, in the rate of illegitimate births. 419%. And it can literally be sourced back to the moments we took God out of the schools. About 400% increase in divorce rates. 200 percent increase in teenage suicides, SAT scores dropped almost 80 points, 560 percent increase in violent crimes. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like the last 54 verses of Deuteronomy. Whenever we, whenever we leave the way of God, curses come. This is one plus one equals two. 
can't say that with modern day postmodernism though. Yeah. Today, the trend continues. Over 10 million teenagers in the US drink alcohol regularly. 20% of those engage in binge drinking. Nearly 2,800 children die every year from gun violence. 14,300 are injured. Nearly 1 million babies were murdered in the womb last year. One in four women will have an abortion by the age of 45. In 2011, over 500 million teenagers became pregnant and about 30% of those pregnancies ended in abortion. People, Hosea chapter four, verse six, says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will forget your children. I will tell you this one more time, America, from its founding, has always went in the direction the pulpits were facing. A weak pulpit equals a weak people equals a weak America. The moral of the story, if you remove God, you remove your blessing. Get this information out to your friends. Educate them. Those that don't know history are doomed to repeat it. We are on the road to destruction. And that is why we at this show are a voice, a voice of reason in these dark times, a voice that is guided by a worldview that has a singular source, and that is the Word of God. We're out of time. Once again, please stand with us. We have to raise $62,000 between the first of the year. Right now, every dollar that comes in for the first 4000 is going to be matched by our dear friend Stan. Stand with us. Stand with us. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week.